Hello, this is Tiffany again, and this is Insight for You. So previously, I mentioned that I had a whole vast variety of uh, things that I wanted to discuss here and there, ranging from spirituality to parenthood to business and relationships and all kinds of other household tips because I do designing and things. So the last two times I did my show, it was basically spirituality. So tonight I want to focus on business. So at the moment I am in business for myself and it's been a long journey. Okay. So I want to rewind a little bit and come into speed. There's so many different shows that I I'm going to do in regards to each specific role that I do and, and how I manage to be successful at it. But tonight, the rule is, this is what I want to talk about. Becoming a business. It's a difficult thing to be seen as a business person without a business establishment, right? Without walking into my store or walking into my office, um, going into a high-rise building and, and seeing my view or my plaques on the wall. People go into those places and they automatically say, this is a business. But when you're in business to where you are, your facility, <laughs> and the employee of the business, sometimes it's very hard for people to accept you as a business because they see you and they deal with you and you are the end and the all to the entire business. Like I said, you're the facility, you're the boss, you're the employee, you're the janitor, you're whatever the business needs. When you're in a small business as I am, I'm in business by myself, for myself. I don't have employees necessarily. So with that being said, um, it's been a long journey, especially being a woman, to some degree. Now, that's one thing I don't like to do is fall back on. I'm a black woman. I'm a woman. It's harder for me because I'm a black woman. It's harder for me because I'm a woman. I don't believe in that. Um, but. I would say that what would really um, one thing I could complain about is that when I started in business, I looked very young. People still tell me I look younger than my actual age, but I can tell I've aged quite a bit. <laughs> but either way, back when I started my business, I was very young and I looked even younger than that. And that was more hard than my color or me, my gender. It was that I was young looking. And so people definitely did not respect me at the time. You know, my name is Tiffany and people would refer to me as Tiff or Tiffy in business transactions. And that didn't really sit too well with me. So to start the journey on how I became the businesswoman that I am today. So like I said, I was very young, probably about 22 at the time. And I started managing at the time my boyfriend's property, who's now my husband 25 years later. So I started managing his property back when I was about 21, 22. I remember I, I had braces for the second time. I had had braces as a younger uh, adolescent, lost my retainer, and then re-put the braces on my teeth. So I was 21 and I looked about 16. With braces, I probably looked about 12. <laughs> and I was managing property of uh, three different homes at the time. 
Now he was, he had different properties and he just bought them because they were good opportunities that arose and he took advantage of them. He couldn't live in all three houses at the same time. So what he did was he rented the houses out basically for very little above the mortgage. It was basically, you know, I need to pay the mortgages so you can move in it. And so that's what they were doing. So then I started to take over the property and you know, I was young and just fresh, you know, about, about 21, didn't have any college education at the time. And, you know, a young parent um, didn't know too much about what I wanted to do with my life. But I remember I was very shy to some degree and very intimidated easily by people that did have degrees or people that made more money than me, people that were more established than I was that owned their own property at the time I was living with my mother. And I just had a reluctancy to represent authority. You know, I kind of just went with the flow because I didn't want people to get angry with me. You know, I didn't know how that was going to sit me being the landlord all of a sudden. So I just kind of went with the flow for a little while. You know, the rent was already set with who he was already dealing with. They None of them had leases or anything like that. And they were just paying rent. And as this went on for quite some time, I started to notice like, you know, the rent they're paying, I could be living, like I know apartments in Los Angeles that cost more than you're paying for a full house with a swimming pool in nice neighborhoods like Diamond Bar, you know? So I started thinking like, wait a minute, this something isn't right. And I kind of need to fix this. So for example, one of the guys lived in Diamond Bar and he had a big home with a nice pool, nice neighborhood, and he was only paying about 1300. Now, mind you, this was back in like 1996 or seven, maybe 98 or something, but before the year 2000. And he was paying three to six months in advance for his rent. So I would either go over to his house twice a year or, or maybe three times a year. So he was paying 1375. And I decided, you know, I think it's about time I raised his rent. He's getting away with murder. Right. So I raised the rent to 18, which wasn't really much. And of course, he tried to die over it. You know, he went crazy about it. And I remember being so afraid on the inside, but standing my ground. And he said, how, 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 what kind of business person could you be? He basically tried to call me stupid and said, you know, I'm paying you six months in advance. Why would you want to ruin that? And I said, well, here's the thing. If you can afford to pay me six months in advance, then that's the biggest indication that you're not paying enough. I said, I'd rather you struggle with month to month than easily give me six months in advance. And he looked at me and then he asked me, where's my husband? Where is he? Where, where has he gone? He, he didn't want to deal with me at that point, but he paid it. So then after that, I went on to the next two and raised their rent as well. And I started to get my paper trail very much in order. So I started writing letters and started telling everybody that if you have an issue, refer to it in writing. And this is before text messaging and all that. We did have AOL email at the time. 
So I said, you know, if something breaks, email me because I want it on paper when you reported it so that when I repair it, it's on paper as to how long you had to wait for it to be repaired, which they weren't going to have to wait long because I discovered American Home Shield at the time. And I started paying for that on all three homes. And so it was easy to make repairs with the little small fee that I would have to pay at the time was only $35. And so that helped out a lot. And I started raising the rent and raising the rent. And once a year, I raised the rent until I couldn't. And I went from basically about $3,500 a month, which was going strictly to mortgages, to $8,000 a month at 22 years old. Um, and I had just overnight pretty much kind of, you know, made a business of $8,000 a month, which was a lot of money in 1998, 97. So I would always pay me late and it was always an issue. And when I would raise the rent or say certain things, you know, like I said, people would, well, why are you raising my rent is what they would ask me. Why, why are you doing this? You know, why do we have to pay more rent? And this is when it dawned on me. You don't see me as a business. So one of my tenants said, I don't get why you're raising the rent. That just doesn't make sense to me. And everybody told me that you're charging me too much and I shouldn't pay it. And I just want to know what makes you think you can raise the rent. So I thought about it for a moment and I said, well, for one, it's none of your business why I'm raising the rent. You don't ask Burger King why they charge more than McDonald's or why McDonald's charges more than Burger King or why Thai charges more than Cheer why it's more expensive at Target than it is at Walmart. You don't have access to that privilege and you either pay it or you don't. If the burger over here costs more than the burger over there, then you make an executive decision on which burger you want to purchase. But you don't go to the CEO and say, why are you charging for these burgers and how much does it charge for you to make these burgers? Because it's none of your business. That's their business. And so... I started to look at myself that way and I, I don't owe anybody an explanation and you feel that you have the right to ask me because we're dealing face to face. We're dealing one on one. And that's when I started to learn that I've got to start incorporating my mind. I had all my paperwork in order and I had all my business in order, but my mind had to change because I had to not feel guilty for not answering certain questions or not feel guilt for raising rent. You know, I would get sob stories. My mother's sick. Well, they're not paying us on time. Well, our lights are, our light bill is high. Our gas bill is high. You know, my roommate didn't pay on time. You know, I would get these excuses and then I would have to say, you know, Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't raise the rent because her mother's sick. Maybe I shouldn't charge the late fee. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I'm being too harsh. And I said, that's not the mind of a business. That's the mind of a person. And although I am a person, I have to incorporate my mind so that I see myself as a business and not as Tiffany. And when I stop seeing myself as Tiffany, then they will stop seeing me as Tiffany 
and they will see me as a business. And so that's what I started to do. I started to make sure I limited certain interactions with my tenants. And like I said, everything was in writing and I didn't answer any more questions. And eventually as the time went on, I started to see myself being respected as a businesswoman and the rent starting to be paid on time and less excuses and definitely less questions. And so from then on, I continue that mentality and I carry it with me today. And it makes me make the best decisions I've ever made because I only make decisions based off of business. What is written and what it is, not what I feel, not what you think morally it should be. I don't do that. I don't do that. I strictly stick to business. And there are times when, yes, maybe I feel like it was a little harsh, but at the end of the day, it's the best thing for me and my business. So when you're out there and you're trying to go in business for yourself and do things for yourself, start to incorporate your own mind as a business and not as a person conducting business. Don't do that. Don't uh, start to incorporate the mindset of, I have to answer to these people. I owe an explanation to these people. You can't do that. You have to just see yourself as a corporation the same way Doritos is a corporation and In-N-Out Burger is a corporation and McDonald's is a corporation. Yes, you can go to the manager. Yes, you can. And you can go to the manager and say, why are you guys charging this for the burger? Why are you doing this? No matter what answer they give you, and even if they entertain the question, they're not going to change the price. The only way that businesses change is the mass majority decide to do something about it. Not one individual. Okay. So when I'm dealing one-on-one, my thing is take it or leave it. Because this is why I feel stern with everything I say and do. Because I know that I'm conducting a fair business. And I know that I'm not trying to cheat you. I'm not uh, gouging you financially. I'm pricing things fair. I'm doing the best job I can possibly do. I'm totally dedicated to doing the best I can. I'm dedicated to making you as happy as possible. and. I'm going to take care of my properties. And when I design homes, I'm going to put the best materials because I'm designing this house to last for generations to come. I want this house to be in your family for grandchildren. I don't want it falling apart. So because I know I'm doing the right thing and I'm being honest and that I'm definitely not cutting corners, I don't feel the guilt and I don't feel the need to compromise because I'm doing my part. So I don't need to compromise because I'm doing my part and I'm not going to ask you to compromise. I'm asking you for this price because this price is going to get you my value. And if that's too much, then we're not, we're not meant for each other. And then, then we just have to go our separate ways and it's not anything personal and it's not anything, you know, it's not, it's not anything personal when somebody drives past Burger King, goes to McDonald's. It's the person who owns that. Yeah, of course they want the competition. They want the money. But if you don't like their burgers and, you know, sometimes people do try to improve. And if I see that, okay, I'm lacking here and I could do better here, then, then yes, let me try to improve. 
let me try to uh, make my customers happy if I see a void someplace. But even then, I'm trying to do the right thing. So if you start feeling a void, then that's, you know, if, you, if you're seeing a void, then try to fill it. But at the end of the day, as long as you know that you're doing the best job you can do and you're doing the most honest job you can do, then there's no need to compromise. The contract says this, and this is what we go by. I can't bend the rules because in my mind, if I start bending, I'm doing a favor and I'm not doing a favor. I'm doing a job. And that's how I keep my mentality in a business state of mind. And that's how people automatically respect me. Now, as it comes down to the people that work for me, I can be very strict and hard to work for if you are not up to par. Now, I've had people work for me and literally, like, I will never work for you again. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they all work for me again. And they love working for me because I'm very straight to the point. I pay them on time. I don't cheat them out of their money. I don't make them wait for their money. We stay on the same page. What it is is that, like, for example, a lot of times workers will come into construction sites, which is I'll do on another show because this is a whole other show. But some construction workers or contractor workers uh, will come and they will like come late, leave early, miss days and do all kinds of things that are totally unprofessional. But then at the end of the project or during the project, they want every cent. Or, you know, they, they come to you and they want every cent or sometimes they're like, can you give me gas or can you pay me today? Like Wimpy and Popeye, can you pay me? I'll pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. The pay schedule is set, but yet you're coming to me in between pay schedules and asking me for money for gas. You're asking me for money for lunch. You're asking me for money to pay your light bill, your phone bill. And I won't do that. And I also will deduct your money if you miss days, if you call out. That's way that's that's prolonging my job. And that makes me look bad. And that makes the client have to wait an extra day to get back home or even if they're at home to feel at home because there's people in and out their house every day. So I don't want to waste anybody's time because I want the client as comfortable as possible. And if my client has to go an extra five minutes being uncomfortable because you left early or you came late or you halfway did your job then I don't tolerate it. So I'll either fire you or deduct the money. And and so when my workers know she will fire you, I will. And I fired so many people that even my kids, every time they're like, are you going to get them fired, mommy? Are you going to fire somebody today? Um, but I don't tolerate it because my client is what's most important to me. And I feel that I have integrity. And when I hire you, I expect you to have it. And if I have to fire you, it's because you don't. It's not because I'm hard to work for. It's because you don't work hard. So that's why we're cutting ties. Because I'm not going to waste and invest more time into you. If you aren't ready for the job that I have for you, then you need to go somewhere else. I don't have time to invest in training you. I have to appease my client and get them on their way. I can't tell you, well, you didn't do, I'm not going to go back and forth with people. This is the contract. It says this, 
And this is what I expect from you. If you fall short from it, I'm not saying that I've had, you know, people come to me, I've had a car accident. My daughter was sick and I'm like, I understand it's no big, okay, your daughter's sick, stay home today. And I'll tell the client, we're not going to be able to make it today because, you know, this person's daughter's sick. I don't say I don't have a heart because things happen to people and life happens to people. And I'm very understanding of that, but I know the difference between realness and when somebody's lying and trying to pull my leg. And sometimes when people work for me, it takes them a minute to, to, because, you know, like I said, people think I look young or whatever the case, um, or maybe I just look inexperienced. I don't know. They feel like, oh, well, I can run circles around her. And that will never happen. And it never has. And it never will. And I'm determined that it won't. So I see myself as a corporation. I see myself as a business. And as long as I carry myself that way, then other people will see it first. I don't have to prove it. I just be it. And because I be it, people see it. (laughs) And it actually makes my businesses run a lot smoother because once people get to know me, they understand like this is like the real deal and we all have to work together and I always get the best out of my workers. And so far I've had very pleased clients and I hope that things stay that way. But at the end of the day, I try my best and I think that all businesses should be the same. Because before I became a business and started firing my own workers, I used to go and fire other people's workers and get them fired because of the lack of customer service or the rudeness, uh, unprofessionalism that was extreme. Not for every little thing, but um, some people are very extreme um, and don't need to be at work because they're mad at the world because of, I don't know if it's their pay or the day or their home life, but when you when you clock into a job, it's like putting on a show. And no matter what's going on in your life, it needs to be left before you clock in. It needs to be left before you walk into a job and you should not take it out on other people. And I've never allowed people to treat me that way in other places of business. And so I for sure will not allow it to happen in my place of business. And it's very clear that I am a business just like all the other brands that you see. And just because you cannot walk into a facility and sit at a desk and pick up a People magazine in air conditioning and wait for my receptionist to call your name does not make me less of a business than those that you can. And I just hope that Anybody that's going into business for themselves will take heed to paying attention is how you carry yourself and the integrity of you. It starts with your integrity that carries over into your business. Because even when I'm not dealing with business as a friend, as a person, as a parent, I am a person of my word. I will die before I go back on my word. Um, I can't sleep if I know I have to go back on my word. Like if I promise to do something and something comes out of nowhere and I can't do it, I feel the worst. And those things are what makes my business keep afloat because just, just who I am as a person, I just am that way. I'm honest. I don't lie. I don't like 
being lied to. And I try to keep it as uh, real as I possibly can. You know, so, I mean, I'm not going to say I never lie because if people ask me, how does this dress look? I mean, I'm really the friend that will tell you that does not look right. But if I know it's going to crush you, I will say it looks great. So maybe that's not the best thing. I don't know. But it is a lie, right? So I'm not going to say I never lie. I will lie over something that I feel will boost your confidence, right? But not tear you down. Um, So either way, we all just have to make sure that we support each other's businesses on top of that and make sure that we, again, see ourselves as a business, conduct ourselves as a business, stay in character as a business, and have character as a person. Because having character is what makes you and you is what makes your business. And when you destroy one of the other, then your business goes down. So if you want longevity, see yourself in a whole new light. Separate yourself from the personal aspect of it and put yourself in a in a mindset of a corporation. And maybe you have to like learn how to clock in and clock out mentally um, so that when you get home, you're not running that strict ship and going home and, and barking out orders and going home and being non-tolerant. You don't want to do that. You do have to know how to shut those things off and on because there is somewhat of a coldness to conducting business because basically you have to stick to what you've agreed to and stick to your program. Because if you start bending the rules for everybody, then the next thing you know, everybody's taking advantage of you and it's not worth it. Because I'll guarantee you this, I have seen people in the same business I am in go above and beyond things like, you know, like for example, there'll be a house and it's only supposed to have a a fixture, you know, like a light hanging, a ceiling fan, and they'll put in recess lights. I just wanted to put in recess lights. I thought it would look better. You know, I think they're really going to enjoy it. And then that client will come in there and complain about a nail. Oh, there's a nail over here that needed to be pushed in a little more. You're like, but I just spent an extra, you know, money that you didn't have putting recess lights in. Cause I know you said you wanted them. And I, yeah, I know, but still, I mean, and, and I've seen that, you know, people go above and beyond do things outside of the box and people totally do not appreciate it. In fact, complain about it or complain about other things, act like they don't even see it. (laughs) So I just stick to what we've agreed on. And if you want something extra, then you pay extra. And even though I'm like, I really like that person. And sometimes it, I do feel it on the inside, like, oh, Tiffany, just, just give it to them. Just give them a little bit off. Just throw it in. I, I just like, I just can't, because if I do that, it's going to go unappreciated. Um, now there are times when, when, when costs get out of control and it's like, oh man, you know, I kind of quoted this and it's going to cost a little more. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to bite the cost because, you know, their heart is set on. I know they can't afford it. That's kind of my mistake. And to keep my integrity and to keep my business afloat and to keep the customer happy, then I'm not going to make them pay this extra so-and-so for that because, you know, it's my fault 
that I didn't disclose that to them. So because that's my fault and I didn't disclose that, then I take the bullet for it. But I'm not going to do a favor. You understand there's a difference between the two. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I hope that um, I see you soon and that you take my advice. And I hope that it helps you with your business. And thank you for listening.